friends. Welcome back to another episode of Be Here for a While. I have a hilarious guest on today. Uh, she's a comedian. Uh, we've done stand-up together a few times. She was gracious enough to let me open for her on the road. Um, she uh, you would recognize her from Chelsea Lately. She also has her own podcast, Juicy Scoop. It's the lovely Heather McDonald. And I'm recording this intro later because I sound like a moron on the first intro. And my podcast producer was like, hey, Rachel, stop embarrassing yourself. And I was like, good call. I'll do another one. Um, but this is a great episode. You're going to want to listen to it all the way through because we we tell some really cool stories, uh, a lot of stories about being women in comedy. And um, yeah, so take a listen, folks. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about your career. I also want to talk about what you think about the Vanderpump Rules trailer. Should we start with that? Sure, whatever you want. You're gonna go to I the saw it tomorrow. What do you think? I mean, it looks crazy wild, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I just hope it doesn't become too produced. Like, they, like I hope they don't start acting oh. wild because. Oh no, no, no! It's the, it's that, all true. Oh, that stuff happened. It, yeah. Okay. Good. That's then. the crazy thing about Vanderpump. Then good. Where it's like you'll be very shocked at, at some of the stuff that happened. It's it, it's going to be the craziest and most disgusting season probably yet. Well, I just saw Lisa because my friends were in town uh-huh. and they wanted. To go um, to a restaurant where we'd see some stars. Mm-hmm. So I called Catch and I couldn't get in. And I called Craig's and I couldn't get yeah. in. But I was able to get into Pump. And so we went. It's so stupid to me. You know that they had like 12 tables open at Catch because that place is huge. They I don't know. We try. Do I don't know what we did. We we attempted. But we went there and it was great. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful restaurant. The food's good. And... Um, and, sh- and was not expecting, but right in came Lisa Vanderpump, who I've known for years, mm-hmm. and Ken and Jiggy. So my friend was pretty excited. And uh, and she's like, have you seen the trailer yet? Uh, I was like, yes, it looks amazing. And I go, she's like, I've been filming, you know, so much between the two shows. And I have, you know, I don't have the say in, in Housewives as I do in, you know, Vanderpump. I'm like, uh-huh. well, of course, because you're, a, the, yeah. you know, the executive producer. So, um and that did that make you think that maybe it was more produced? No, I yeah. just I'm excited. I mean, I think it's fun. A yeah. lot like the sad attempts to copy it, like the Abbey mm-hmm. and those type up, of right? things. No, I don't think so. Yeah. They, you know, it is it's good because they found good people that are intriguing. Yeah, well, and, and then she really great. are friends off camera and really live that. You know, yes. And they all came to the last Vanderpump dog event. They were all, most of them were there. Yeah. And then I'm going going. to the one on Thursday. Thursday is like the fancy gala. Mm -hmm. Like I have to go get a gown. I'm going to. um, to If you ever need a dress, I'll Uh hook you up. It's called Pistol and Stamen. It's a PR firm okay. that has a lot of good, like fancy dresses mm-hmm. like that, that that you can like lend and tag and. That's awesome. Yeah, because I don't need to like spend yeah, six hundred dollars on honestly, some dress, and then I'm, you're never going to wear again. Yeah, and it's like it's, and it's like it. a long dress. Like, when do you get to wear a long dress? Never, usually. So I'm going to. No one invites me to fancy shit like that. I know. I love that you're invited to the Vanderpump thing. I'm not invited to it. <laughs> They just Bravo loves me. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Well, it's her. It, it, I think it's her and her people. I know she probably just doesn't even think about it. <laughs> I don't know. Did you tell me she didn't know who you were or something? That's a long time ago. She okay. does now. She does now. After I told her she looked like Stevie Nicks at Katie's wedding. Oh, okay. She liked that or she didn't like it. I don't it? think she liked oh, okay. it. I was like, you look just like Stevie Nicks because she had this long, flowing black dress. Oh yeah. I don't think anyone ever really. I I think Stevie Nicks is beautiful and I like her style, but I don't think anyone ever really wants to be told they look like Stevie Nicks. The style I mean, is she not dresses great. Like a witch. Yeah. 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 But Stevie Nicks, Nicks, who's mm-hmm. like well into her sixties, 
has the most youthful face. Yes, she does. And I love her. She's like my favorite. And the reason why, because she's been asked this, is um, she would sleep all day because mm-hmm. she was partying all night. So she never saw sunlight oh. all those years of being on the road. And she drank and did drugs, but she never smoked cigarettes. That's smart. I feel like I'm not aging as bad as I should for um, how much I drink because I I get a lot of sleep. It's like sleep right. is the most like, important right, I thing. I might start drinking at like 4 p.m., but I'm in bed by 10 if did I'm not ever, doing a show. Did you ever hear that heroin kind of preserves your looks? It makes you skinny, maybe. Does it? Uh Okay, well, it's uh, better. It looks it like up. it's better for you than the meth thing. I'm gonna pause. Meth, it. We're gonna look me- it up. Meth is horrible. Because meth it, like destroys. I don't. Know. Okay, ask. Maybe <laughs> ask Surrey. Ask Surrey. Okay. I don't like. I don't like, even say, know if I have Surrey turned true? on. Do you have it turned on on yours? Because I don't think I have it turned on on mine. <laughs> Surrey, is it true that heroin keeps you looking young? Okay, I found this on the web. For is it true that heroin keeps you looking young? Not hair, heroin. Hold on. <laughs> Not having thin hair. Yes, Surrey, thanks. No. Hold on. Surrey, does heroin, the drug, keep you young? Okay. Here's what I found on the web for does heroin, the drug, keep you young? Oh, so positive. Okay, now how do I get the answer? Oh, wait. I think she says it. Oh, hair, does heroin preserve useful appearances? Straight dope message. Okay, wait. Straight dope message. Well, they're going to be a little biased, it sounds like. Sometimes, yeah. It, okay. No, but that's good. Let's see. Okay. Hold on. It's taking a minute. Sorry, you can cut out it's the okay. boring part. It's oh, fine. Now they're telling you I have to go to some fucking app to get the answer? Oh, well, that's Jesus. dumb. Anyway, it does. I'll look it up. <laughs> Don't start using it, though. It's extremely addictive. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. Why are we promoting this? Yeah. If you can't afford Botox, go get yourself I just remember a little this guy. I went out with this guy who was in AA and a former heroin addict that mm-hmm. used to be like like a Wall Street guy. And he was super sexy in New York. Yeah. Like, sleeved, but like made money on Wall Street. He was very Actually, bad. kind of interesting. But, but he turned out to be yeah. a horrible person. I'm shocked. But he's the one that told me. He looked, was 38 and he looked so young. And he's like, well, because I did heroin. But maybe because he stopped using a long time ago, though, too. I don't know. I'm, I'm actually very curious about this. I'm pausing it. I'm looking it up. Okay, let's look at it. Oh, my God. Guys, do not start doing heroin, but we did find some evidence. <laughs> it says it slows and stops certain hormones that keep you from aging physically. This is not. And I just news. told you that my sister's friend who died at 30 from heroin overdose looked very young. Because she died at 30, you said. But she looked younger <laughs> than 30. Oh, okay. She looked like she was like 20. All right. Well, the, you know, it's it's. It's up in the air, but we did find some evidence. She of also it. did porn. Yeah. So. Oh well, maybe she was happy. She was. Uh, I don't know. I don't that know. was back in the porn days where you like had to really go to a house. You couldn't just do it on a webcam. Yeah, it was. That was when when porn was great. Yeah, yeah. when there was like casting <laughs> calls and it was a yeah, it was a real industry. It was a real classy time then. Now yeah. it's like yeah, anyone can do it. It's all digital. Yeah. It's all fuzzy. <laughs> what that no one cares. It's not real grips working. Yeah, there's not a storyline. There isn't a it's union. Just some girl in yeah. a webcam. We've cut out the middleman. <laughs> we need we need more of those big companies with the guys running it. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so one of my friends recently got married, and I was so grateful to her because she used Zola.com to do her wedding registry, which was it's just a convenient, easy to use site, and they also have such classy, elegant, beautiful gifts that you can buy on there. And I was just really grateful to her. And I'm sure it made her wedding day much easier 
using a site like that. So basically what Zola.com is, it's it's free, easy to use and fun. Uh, it's reinventing the wedding registry and planning process to make the happiest moment in couples' lives even happier. And I think that when you take stress out of something like that, it just makes the experience so much better. So it's basically, it's, it's easy for couples and their guests. They have friendly customer service team who will go above and beyond helping pick out the perfect blender, walking a grandmother through a couple's registry and more, which is, ugh, I love convenience. You guys know that. Uh, they also have group gifting features where they let multiple guests contribute to big ticket gifts, which is just awesome. Um, they also, uh, they also offer free, uh, they, Zola has a free suite of wedding planning tools, including free wedding websites. I noticed they have like a vacation section, which is awesome. Like I might just sign up for that and have you guys buy me a vacation. I don't know. Um, but it's, it's just a great, great thing. And I have a special offer for you guys um, to sign up with Zola and receive a $50 credit towards your registry. Go to Zola.com slash be here. That's $50 in credit towards your registry. Go to Zola.com slash be here. It really is a great site. I've realized that I think about my socks a lot more than I thought, and I need really comfortable socks. Think about it, guys. When you have a a pair of socks that like slides under your heel and your boots or your sneakers and you end up getting a blister, it's the worst and you don't recover from it for a while. And you know what? Bomba socks saved my life. They're comfortable with gym shoes. They're comfortable with boots. They look cool. They are so chic, so comfortable, and they've basically changed my life. They have many colors, patterns, lengths, and styles. They look great in the gym, the office, or out on the town. Um, they're kind of like the most comfortable thing to daydream about. It's like you're at work and you're thinking about going home at night and throwing on your Bomba socks and getting cozy. And I have an offer for my listeners Buy one pair or four at bombas.com slash be here today and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash be here for 20% off. Bombas.com slash be here. I want to share with you guys a product that has really changed my life. Um, Lola tampons. They are 100% natural and 100% easy so you feel good about it. Unlike major brands, Lola offers complete transparency about their ing- the ingredients found in their tampons, pads, and liners. There's no BS, no mystery fibers, no more doubts about what's going on in your body. And I've honestly found that by using Lola tampons, m- the length of my period is much shorter. I There must be something with the um, the chemicals that other brands put in there tampons that causes your period to last longer because with Lola, it's very short because the FDA doesn't require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their feminine care products. So most of them don't, but Lola is on the up and up and they're honest and they're awesome. So Lola products are hundred percent organic cotton and it just makes your month a little bit easier. Uh, the subscription is fully customizable, so you can choose your mix of products, your perfect mix of absorbency, your number of boxes and frequency of delivery. Lola's subscription is super flexible. You can change, skip, or cancel at any time. It's founded by women for women. And it just arrives at your door in this chic little box. It's like the packaging is just so cute. And I have an offer for my listeners. Um, For 60% off your first order, that's a lot, visit mylola.com and enter promo code BEHERE when you subscribe. So for 60% off your first order, visit mylola.com and enter promo code be here when you subscribe. Honestly, guys, it changed my life. Lola's amazing. And I think you guys should try it. So to your career. Yes. How, how old were you when you knew that you wanted to start like being a comedian, do stand up? Like, how did you know? 
I at like a very I'm the youngest of five, mm-hmm. and so at a very young age. Um, I just was like trying to get attention. Mm-hmm. Like I was literally standing on a table at two and like doing a dance and they were like <laughs> laughing and there's like pictures of me. And so You're like, I'm adorable. Yeah. My, and my parents were both really funny. Mm-hmm. They, my mom, um, got a scholarship to do drama in college, but my mom, her father was like, no, do journalism. And my dad did advertising. So they had outgoing personalities. They weren't in the business, but mm-hmm. they were like creative, funny people. And then, um, so at a very young age, my parents were like, you're so funny, you should do stand up. And, you know, they would actually say it like we would watch any evening at the improv, like in high school. Don't mean to brag, but we had cable. Ooh, Any was like a new state. And they would shoot it at the L.A. improv on Melrose. So basically you were rich is what you're saying. <laughs> when it came to TV and soda, yes. Okay, but awesome. we did have a second like fridge MTV with soda. Cribs. But we didn't. That was our only house. Okay. okay. Got it. So, um. We uh, we loved TV, so I I remember watching it and going, yeah, one day I think I'll be on that stage and my parents will be in the audience. I worked the secret before I knew what the secret was. That's funny. And then um and then in high school at my all girl high school, my music teacher said, I don't know why you're going to USC. You should be a stand up. Mm-hmm. You should do stand up. And I said, your teacher said that to you. My music teacher said that. Awesome. And, I and- wish more teachers would have encouraged me to start. Young. Well, I said, you're crazy. I'm like, how is anyone going to find me funny? The only thing I do is make fun of my, um, you know, the people that we all know, like the teachers and stuff. I didn't understand how to do a setup, which mm-hmm. is so interesting because my son is a freshman at um, Calabasas High School and they have a beautiful theater and they have comedy sports there. Mm-hmm. And so... Peter and I, he, like, both my boys are really funny, but the 14-year-olds really like can really do the one-liners and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I said, we said, we really want you to do comedy sports. Just do it. And he goes, no, no one's going to find me funny. All I do is make fun of my family unless they know you guys. It was like the exact same thing. And I go, Drake. Jimmy made an entire career on that, by the yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> but I go, Drake, that's exactly what I thought. I go, yeah. that's why classes... And things like that can help you if you don't get it, how to do a setup and tell a good story so that if someone's never met you before, they can relate and find the story funny. Yeah. So I think sometimes that takes people a little bit of time to figure out. Mm -hmm. And that's why when people say you can't be taught comedy, I'm like, no, you should be inherently funny. Like if you've never made someone crack up, I don't think it's the career for you. Mm -hmm. But like if you if people find you funny, I totally suggest going to Groundlings and, you know, um, I think it's so smart. All the classes and, and stand up too. So I think what I'm going to well, do. I think you save yourself a lot of time yeah. of not just going to open mics um, for five years and have no idea how to write a, a joke structure. and just wasting your time. Yeah. Now there's like, just like, like, just like when there's, um, you know, private, uh, when people go and audition for something, they can now like hire a private acting coach yeah. and stuff, which now that I have some money and I get so few auditions, mm-hmm. I can afford to meet someone yeah. who actually, so I make sure I'm not, nervous because auditioning is my most nervous thing ever but you can do that too with stand-up when you get to a certain level like meet someone and have them kind of like force you just like a personal trainer like force you to work on your act for an hour um but I think what I'm gonna do with my with my son is I think I'm gonna take him to an improv show and like a stand-up improv show yeah no no like just because comedy sports is improv so Uh I think he thinks that it's stand up and it's not. And oh, I'm like, you're gonna no. take him to like Groundlings or UCB. Yeah, like I'll be like, I'll take him to a class. And take be him like, to this Second is City. Why, 
that's yeah okay i like i like that one i want to just do best. all improv not the not the sketches because his, his the class will be improv so and and second city is more of uh it's not the like games just, and stuff no no groundlings is more game based second city i did their full track on that it's better for if you want to be an actor it like teaches you it's oh good yeah it's improvised acting pretty much okay as opposed to like we're gonna play this weird game where right you know where we say zip zap zop and all this stupid stuff. It's yeah. Oh, uh, that's a, just a warm up. But I would recommend um, yeah Second City because it's it's training you more to be an uh, improviser that's an actor. Right. Cool. That's, yeah. That's why they did the. You know. That's how why originally it was like most SNL people started there. Right. Does he want to be an actor? Um. Yeah. I don't know what he wants to be, but he knows he's funny. He just wants to be rich. Yeah. Yeah. Is he gonna be like a child star? <laughs> he won't be a child star. Because we already tried to get a reality show and nobody wanted it. And I'm, I'm like, so- it's your guys' fault because I'm a delight. Yeah, like, I, like, I thought I could exploit you guys. Pace, kids, come on. Yeah. <laughs> can't be dragging um, us. I always say, I go, look, do you want a lip kit or not? Like, get out there, <laughs> you know? But they're they're doing more stuff that I asked them to do. And they're both, yeah. like, being funny. And so I like that they, you know, that with what we do, look, neither of them are going to be doctors. Mm-hmm. They're either going to be in entertainment or sales or something where they're using their personality. Yeah. So it's like... All this stuff is good basis for just, I think, the world that we're living in that constantly changes. I think yeah. you have to be very adaptable to whatever. 100%. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so then I started to, then when I was at, at USC, I did not pursue film. I thought I was like going to be like a businesswoman because mm-hmm. I was so jaded by living in LA that how hard it is to make it yeah. that I didn't want to be, you know, that person that still had nothing to show for their life at 30 or whatever. And, um, But then it was like, it was really like gnawing at me because I really felt like I knew I had a gift and I knew I wasn't using it. Mm -hmm. And it was like the Catholic side of me was like, God's going to be pissed. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of, I like to tell people that like there's certain things that people are good at and you're, you know, you're really good at this. Not Mm -hmm. everybody is good at this, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's like. Don't ignore that thing that you're really good at. It's kind of a cool way to think about it. Like don't slap God in the face by not using the gift that he gave you. Yeah, because yeah. it's true. Like, I'm going to tell you know, myself that every No, but it's day. true. There's God certain things like whether you, you know, are an artist or you're handy or whatever. Yeah. And you get it quicker than other people like pursue and you enjoy it, of course. But pursue that because by ignoring it, mm-hmm. it's like wasn't fair because not everybody be got that. Yeah, yeah, not everybody got that gift. So it's like, um, yeah. So then after college, I had a horrible job uh, being which I wanted because I wanted like a job and it was the recession and I was. Uh, an assistant buyer at Robinson's May, which is now Macy's. And it was not fashion at all. It was like a bean counter. Yeah. And my friend threw down a Learning X magazine and it was how to be a stand-up in one night at the Santa Monica, like Radisson. Cool. And uh, she's like, you're taking this class. Uh-huh. And I said, okay. Who taught it? Was it, was it like any, was it like someone that was a paid regular at the comedy store who never went up anymore? And then, <laughs> yeah. It was, now I don't think they were paid regular. No, it was like a, this little lady who it was to get people to then buy her course for six weeks. Mm -hmm. I, she wasn't the greatest, but it was the discipline of knowing that in six weeks I had to perform. Yeah. And once I told everybody, everybody was like, April 26th, we are there. Like all my friends and family were really excited for me to do it. So that's, I took a class too. And it was, I was, I didn't have a horrible first set. It was not great, but at least I knew how to write a joke. But that's what I tell people. I'm like, let that first six, even if it's just a bucket list situation, Let it be a good experience. Mm-hmm. Like, have it be in a nice place and people are happy. Yeah. Like, otherwise, if you, you're, you're going to do it for the first time in a coffee shop where people are not paying attention to you. you may never do it again. Yeah, but if or you take you a class, have a horrible have a memory. Or you. if you do it once and you're like, I did it. Yeah. It was so nerve-wracking. I never want to do it again. But, mm-hmm. 
I did it. You yeah. know, like I think stand up is something that a lot of people, I'm sure you get this after shows where like, oh, I could give you material. I want to be a stand up. And I'm always I get like, it from my friends all the time. Katie yeah. Maloney came to my show on Monday and was like, I think I could write really good jokes. I should start doing stand up. I was like, sure. I mean, she is fun. I mean, she, she did, her jokes were funny that she was like writing down after the show. She was like, she got inspired after yes. my show. And then I had two of my other like my like gay best friends like over the last month be like, I want you to teach me to write a set. I want to start doing stand up. I'm like, everyone wants to do stand up, I guess. <laughs> I know. But this is what I say, because I remember I was a realtor with my parents. Like mm-hmm. that was my day job. And my mom would tell everybody, which I was like, mom, stop telling people this because then they're not going to give us the listing if they just think I'm going to like bounce it in a second. Yeah. But she was so proud. And so I remember this woman goes, so your mom told me that you're doing stand up. And I go, yeah, I am. I just started. And I'm so excited. Right. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah, good luck. It's a man's world. And when you get (laughs) bumped and you don't go on stage until 2.30 for a bunch of drunks. And I just said, I never want to be like that when someone comes up to me yeah so she must have used to do stand-up who or was yeah it? she's just a bitter old realtor that used to do stand-up that was like pissed that Jesus. i was like young and happy god and so no, you're not like that you're very supportive of, of like, yeah so i always say when someone says that and mm-hmm. i i even say like you know maybe your lifestyle doesn't allow you to do stand-up maybe you have a baby at home maybe you don't live near a stand-up club mm-hmm. you know but in this day and age there's so many other venues like I always say, if you're making your friend laugh at lunch, mm-hmm. pull out a tape, pull out your phone or mm-hmm. write it out. Yeah. Start a blog. Like, do something where you feel like your funniness and creativity is not just being wasted. Yeah. Like, be, and then it'll lead to something else. So it's like, totally use that creativity mm-hmm. in some way. Yeah, if even it's if it's you're not, not going to exactly, actually do it. But if yeah. you like hate your horrible desk job, at least like, you know, spend some time like doing something that you dream of doing that's more fun. And well, when people would get mad about people being Twitter famous, I'm mm-hmm. like, let them be Twitter famous. Yeah. People used to get mad about that. I, th- I comics and people in the business get very jealous of well, reality well, stars, very... Twitter famous, anybody that like got there quicker than their yeah. route. And I'm like, but the game has changed, so don't be a hater. Like, you yeah, know? and if they're Twitter famous, they know how to write a well timed right. joke because you don't have. Like... So I think that's why people do love social media. Yeah. Like sometimes you're like, oh my god. Like, you know, there's this, you know, there's certain people on, that I follow on Facebook from high school and stuff. And we all kind of talk about like, she's a fucking hoot. Like, yeah. like she's hilarious. Or yeah. like even people on my um, private page, Juicy Scoop Obsessed. I love the group because they give me topics. They mm-hmm. write funny shit. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, it's so I think. God, I'm going to be people, so mad if, the com- if comics ever talk shit about me for like, I did comedy for four years, four years before I was ever on Vanderpump Rules. And frankly. <laughs> Who isn't going to use a bit of a following to get a crowd out because you were on a show? Like, Well, speaking of that, okay, so back in the day, there mm-hmm. was not any of that. But because I was born in L.A., mm-hmm. people would say, you can't start stand-up in L.A. You cannot start in L.A. What are you? And I'm like, well, what am I going to do? Move to Florida? And yeah. at one point, I did ask my dad because at t- at, <laughs> there was a time that like Florida was starting to film more there. I don't yeah. know. They had like a cheap deal. And I'm like, I think that I could get more parts in Florida. My dad is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you're in yeah. L.A. You have all this support. Why would you leave? I mean, you still, I still get lost to this day, and yeah. I live here. So I don't think me in starting a new city yeah, is totally. great. Um, so, but they say, say like start in a smaller market because you'll get more spots, and then move to the city. Exactly, good, and then but, you have a little style. And there, but there's, I just don't think there's any true. correct path for yeah. anyone. And so, um, but when I started to get spots at the Improv. Mm-hmm. 
I could get the crowd. I had a sister who had a bunch of friends that wanted to come. Yeah. My parents would tell their realtor friends. People were looking for a reason to go out on a mm-hmm. Wednesday night and get a sitter. My friends were young enough. So I had like older friends that were like, yeah. you know, 40 that would come. And then I was like 23. So I'd have all the young people that I could, mm-hmm. I could fill the room. So people were like, oh, this girl. But I also was funny. I also yeah. like had a good set early on and like yeah. wasn't, wasn't bombing. And so and some of the, the day, comics, these clubs want to fill seats. They want to yeah. sell tickets. And if you're good enough, like, well, some of the bitter guys mm-hmm. started to talk shit about me and they started to say that, um, what are they, they didn't call it a, like, I thought there was an expression for like filling the room that they mm-hmm. called it. That, oh, she can fill a room. You know, that's, it's not real laughter because she knows everyone in the audience kind of thing. And it's so a business morons, like, it's, <laughs> I'm sorry that no one likes you and you can't fill the room. Like, right. And so then they started rumors about me that I had stolen material. And then it really, then I, then they stopped booking me at the improv. Do you know what happened to me recently? I don't know if I told you this on your podcast, but I guess this would also be somewhat controversial because he just came out with, uh, he's not doing so good with this whole Weinstein thing. Tell me what, um, I, there's this comic, uh, we'll just call him SS, uh, who books this show at the comedy store. It's a really big show and they put like, what you know, room do they put it in? Main room. Okay. And they, and they book uh, like big, they book, but he big, produces, he, he produces, he, it. he yeah. books, picks he, the people and yes. like, and posts about it and everything. He, yes, okay. Exactly. And, um, and I, I get booked on other big shows at, and in the main room. Like the last one I did that wasn't a produced one from him was Judd Apatow, Pete Holmes, me, David Spade, uh, this guy, Nemer, like, Huge, great, huge fucking names. So yeah. it's not like I can't get on a lineup like that, right? Yeah. So, um, but you're just a chick on a reality show. You're not funny. Yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> yeah, even, yeah. Even though Pete Holmes came up to me after the thing was like, you had a really good set. I'm like, ha, see. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so I went on. Wait, I have to say something. Mark that down because I have <laughs> to say something that is very important that you hear this, okay? What? Because I had Angela Johnson on my show. Mm-hmm. And Angela Johnson, for those that don't know, I would think you would know if you listen to Rachel, but she's like of amazing, really funny, hardworking stand-up who's had four specials. But she got her start because she did a set a year prior, right when like AOL and internet really began. Mm-hmm. And they filmed it at the Ice House. And she signed a release. And it was this bit about her getting her nails done. Hilarious. And it went viral. And I mean, when I say viral, I mean like 50 million people viral. Mm-hmm. Maybe more to this day. What I don't know. What called that they do there? Huh? Comedy time. Comedy time. It was comedy time. Okay. Yeah. So it went viral. And then she, right away, uh, people were like, when are you coming to town? Like she was got these gigs mm-hmm. where she was a little bit green to get these gigs. Like she didn't have the hour. Yeah. But she got stuff. And then... She started to listen to the 10 bitter comics around her mm-hmm. who started to say, that's a hacky bit. You shouldn't do that bit anymore when you're on the road. And she stopped doing it for a while. And then people would come up to her and be like, you know, you're really funny, but we drove five hours and you didn't do the yeah. nail lady bit. And then, you know, and so then she was like, what am I doing? Like, why am I listening to these people that don't have a career? They're telling me yeah. I shouldn't do the funniest thing that I do that brings mm-hmm. the most joy. Yeah. And she still does a bunch of other stuff. And she yeah. kind of does it like at the end of like the best of type of thing. Yeah. But that's where sometimes as comics and sometimes maybe as female comics, mm-hmm. worse than male comics, we get in our head about like, because it is a male because, guy. Oh yeah, because we want to prove ourselves. Like, of yeah. course I want like someone to think I have like this really interesting political sense of humor like Bill Burr but like 
you know, if I, if there's enough, can, but there's enough people doing yeah, that. He there's can do that way better than I can. That's why it's like, find your thing and yeah. just be comfortable. And yeah, I'd rather tell best. jokes about the fact that I dated someone paralyzed because that's my story. Exactly. Like, I mean, that's, but it's exactly, it's your story. And that's yeah. what makes a successful comics is being the more and more authentic and knowing that no one else has your story. Yeah. Okay. So tell the story. Okay. So the SS person. So, yeah. So I am, um, when I became single, I went on. A lunch date and then a dinner date followed by the comedy store with Jeremy Piven. I know he's a douche, but I was like, ah, fuck it. Maybe he'll be funny. Wait, so the date started at lunch? No, no. It was just, okay. it was two separate dates. So okay, we so on. the lunch date was... Oh, you went on a lunch date, then like a week later we, you went yes. on a dinner date. Then we went to... Where did you go for lunch? Uh, Gracias Madre. Okay. And he you? was um, surprisingly pleasant. I mean, you know, this is whatever. He was fine. Now, how did the date start? I mean, how did he ask you out? Um, dating app. So... <laughs> um. So we go, yeah. So we go to lunch across the country. He's fine, whatever. A week later, uh, and he was talking at lunch. Height-wise. Is he, is your height? Did you wear flats? He's about my height. Well, what not, shoe choice did you wear? In the shoes I was wearing, which are mm, shorter than these. She's got like cute the, little booties on They were now. exact same height. I was probably wearing two and a half inch heels. Okay. So me plus two and a half inches. But when you were choosing your outfit and your shoe, did you take into account his height? Did you nah. Google it and take two inches off? No. I was like, fuck it. Okay, because also... I mean, he goes out with like supermodels, I'm sure. He's probably used okay. to that, you know? Just curious how and you feel about it. And I, you know, I had an outfit in mind and I'm not going to change it did for him. Did you wear the red leather jacket? No, I did not. Okay. <laughs> All right, I do remember that. My, my mom is my mom is gonna burn that jacket. Okay, go on. She's so sick of seeing it. So, so you go on the date. So we go on the date. Now, do fine. you hug, kiss, anything happen at lunch? No, do you have drinks at lunch? Uh, I'm trying to think. No, because he didn't order drinks, so I pretended like I didn't. But I'd had a, a drink before <laughs> at like 11:30. No, it was like at noon, 12:30. Okay. Who goes you had on a drink. Di- so you had a drink at your house before? I th- no, or I think maybe I got to the restaurant slightly earlier and ordered one at the bar. I forget. I like that. I can't remember. Okay. There was a plan. I had a whole plan in town. So you have a great conversation. No, it was fine. But on that lunch date, he had said, um, like, because he, he knew I was a comedian, he was like, I think I'd. I think I'd be good. I think I'd like to start uh, get into stand up. I was like, yeah, you should try it. And they started running jokes by me, and oh I was my God, like, this is so yeah, annoying. Yeah, not bad. You're gonna, it's, you're just gonna okay. kill your soul. So. Whatever. A week later, he asks me to dinner, and I was like, I go, and he said he wanted to go to the comedy store at some point with me. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, we'll go to dinner, and then afterwards, we can walk, because we went to Sunset Tower, we can walk over to the comedy store, and he knows Brian Callen. I was like, Brian Callen's on the show, too, so like it'll be a good, good thing. So... I purposely went to that show, too, because one of my best friends, Mark Saratella, also was helping SS book that show. Um, I have another question. What? Okay, so do you just hug after the lunch? Is yes. there a kiss? Nothing. No, in the broad daylight. Oh, okay. And then, so then when you meet for the dinner, so you have dinner at Sunset Tower. Yes. Do you get a full dinner yourself? Um, or do you just get like a small app? We got we got a couple apps. Okay. And I drank there. Okay. Yeah. And is, he, is, any, is any romance happening? Any snuggling, did, like getting no, a little closer? It almost just felt sort of like friends. Okay. Yeah. All right, so now you cross the street. I'm more interested in sometimes in like having good I friends you as opposed to... Now, you didn't run across the street and possibly get hit we actually, jaywalking. We actually did, and I made a joke to him because it was him that did it. I was like, I was like, what are you doing? You, and that I'm like, is horribly dangerous at yeah, that corner. I, it curves. I agree with you. I like, But it was like he like went on. I was like, I guess we're crossing here. See, that's yeah. that's not being a true friend to yourself. Yeah, thank you. Because you could have been a paraplegic yeah. too, and then you rolled yeah. up to and your then, old yeah. boyfriend. Well, but imagine how good the bit would have been then. <laughs> There's the silver lining. So we go. So you don't get hit by cars. You cross the street. Yeah. 
where the ranch is. What is that called? Saddle Ranch. Saddle Ranch. And then you start walking. So we walk to, it up to the comedy store. and Where I, several suicides have happened. Uh, for real. Yes, Go on. I know. Get in there. Yeah. <laughs> well, someone jumped off the Andaz onto the... Anyways. So I can already t- like feel like just a lot of uh, like comics being like... Like, mm. I'm going to go up to talk to Rachel so then I can go up to talk to him. Like, exactly. just, just people like using, you know, a little totally. bit. Totally. And um, not my friend Mark. I did purposely because I love him, bring him there for that. So um, after the show, uh, the main room show, we. Uh, just so I remember. It's okay. Yeah. After the main room yeah. show, we go to. Um, we go into the original room because Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle had dropped in. Mm-hmm. And. Lo and behold, SS comes up and wants to like sit with us. And he's like trying to buy drinks and being very buddy buddy and da 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 da. And uh, uh, night ends. Jeremy drives me home. And a week later, I see on that on that lineup of that of that the show that he runs that Jeremy is on the show. Oh, and sorry. In between those two things, Jeremy had called me and been like he wanted some joke more joke tips. Um, but I happened to be at Second City when he called and I was like, I can't really talk right now. And he was like, I was like, I'll call you back in like 10 minutes when we had a break. I call him back and he's like running jokes with me over the phone. What and were I the w- jokes about? They, they weren't that funny. I, 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 but were they stories? What were they? I'm trying to think of one. Um, there was one about like, I think growing up with his, his parents being in the theater. Uh, and Now, what year is this? This is like a couple months ago. Okay, go on. Or No, this is probably no closer to a year ago. Okay. Nine months ago. So I'm like on the phone. I'm like, I'm doing what comics do where you're like, okay, that would be funnier if you did right. it like that. Cause he asked me for notes and he's like, he's like, wow, you're not even laughing. I'm like, well, cause it, it's, I mean, we're, we're also on the phone. I can't like see your delivery. Like, I don't know. I'm just trying to help you get your set down and I don't have that much time. So yeah. whatever. But he didn't say he had booked any show. Okay. He just wanted joke notes. Additionally. Yes. Another female comedian who was also on that app, got taken to dinner by him, who I, this I find out later. Amazing. Asked her for joke notes. <laughs> God. We're not even being used for our pussy anymore. <laughs> Seriously. We're just being used for jokes. <laughs> so then about a week after that, I see that I see the lineup on the comedy store's thing. That SS guy somehow swindled his way into getting Piven's contact info. Booked and, Piven. And booked Piven on the show. Never once said to me like, hey, thank you for the intro. I'd love to have you on the show. And I've asked him before and he just straight up ignores me. He hasn't booked me on the show. and he So he uses Piven pretty much every time he does this show because it draws a crowd. Never, just never extended the offer to me. Like, well, that's nice. That's nice that both So what you. happened? So have you did you never talk to him after that? I never talked after, after the free note session. I, I, I never talked to him again. Never went out with him again. Like he, it's not like he like asked me. Did he ask me? Well, he like so, he, how many me times? to Hawaii at one point and I was like, I'm not going to Hawaii. You to Hawaii? Oh. It was like a I'm going to Hawaii, like you should feel free to come. I'm like Just I'm bring set. your comedy notebook. Yeah, I'm like, I'm all set. Yeah. <laughs> we could work on sets by the pool yes. in four seasons. Seriously. Like you just want to oh. relax and he's like what about something about pole dancers? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well, no, not funny. Um, I, I ran into him maybe three weeks ago because he was at the comedy store doing a set. And I was like, hey, how's it going? How was your set? Good. All right, so what cool. is he doing? Like 10 minutes? Uh, Have you seen it? I saw I made a point to go on one night. He was there just to like stand in the back. I was just so curious to see if it was yes. good. I saw like maybe five minutes of it. It's it's fine. He is naturally funny, but it's his sets, you know. Do you like watching that Showtime 
show about the comedy store from the 70s. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like it. It's a little depressing, yeah. but I do like it. There's interesting things about it. Yeah, because I, I read the book, too. Yeah. And so... I read the book, too. But it's not totally like it. No, no. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Like it, it, It's more interesting. It's not funny. I hate watching... I feel like every every show about stand-up, the stand-up is the the least funny stand-up you've ever seen. They're either always bombing yeah. or it's so corny. Like, it's never good stand-up when yeah. it's a dramatic story about stand-up. Totally. And it's like, ugh. It, it makes you just go... It, and stand-up is a really joyful thing. Yeah. <laughs> and the comics Portrayed that play, in TV, it's always the most depressing. Yeah, and yeah. the comics that play those characters, Andrew Santino, the redhead on it, yeah. and Eric Griffin, are hilarious right. when they're doing stand-up not on that show. And it's always like a stand-up has a breakdown, like yeah. the movie Punchline. They're all they're always gonna lose their mind or like shoot themselves on stage. Yeah, it's or not something. uncommon. Yes. <laughs> okay, here's my amazing story because okay. times don't change. Okay. Oh, okay. The name that you wrote okay. down. Shit. Okay. So speaking of the comedy store, and people might know the story if they've read my books. Whatever. Who cares? All right. Um, but go buy her books. Okay. So the hottest club, my favorite place to go to was the Sky Bar in the hotel across mm-hmm. from the Comedy Store. What hotel? Mondrian. Mondrian. Is it still Mondrian? And Sky Bar was owned by Randy Gerber. In fact, that's where he met Cindy Crawford. Okay. Ooh. And it was very hard to get into. But I realized all I had to do was call. You had to be on a list. So I would call and say, I'm calling from the Ford Modeling Agency. And I have a couple girls that would like to come in. And then yeah. I'd give my names along with my friends. Yeah. Well, you look like a model. And anyway, we always got in. Mm-hmm. But it was just a, a nice precautionary thing. We could have gotten in maybe, but maybe yeah. not. I remember, though, it, that was a place where I was always nervous just to walk up. I'm like, are they going to let me in? Are they not? You know? Yeah. I always like to have, like, if I'm going to get all fun. cute, I can't be rejected. Yeah. Okay. So I got to make the, perc- like, I was the kid that many years prior to being able to buy a movie ticket online mm-hmm. would like go at noon to buy the tickets for seven because god forbid it's sold out and you're really on top of things i really i just you can't have my night ruined yeah. okay by poor planning yeah so um so we're there and i'm having fun i remember i had a really cute dress on i had no bra on it was this really cute like white mini dress but it had kind of like big print i don't know it was just it was a hot little dress i was tan and Vince Vaughn was there, and this is just after um, Swingers. So uh-huh. he's super hot. Yeah. The show, it's like the he's first attractive. like independent film that like everybody's talking about. Mm-hmm. And it all takes place in L.A. So everybody's like, all the clubs that they, I mean, this was, this was yeah. 1996. Like, and, um, and he's, I never like went for like guys like that. Like I never, people would approach me and I'd always be like, a hot model guy is not yeah. a moment to date. So he starts talking to me and I'm like, okay. And girls kept interrupting our conversation, kept, mm-hmm. kept. And he was with a cut, like two other, the cast members, like uh-huh. two. And I tell him that I, you know, what do you do? Whatever. And I said, I'm a stand up and I do growlings. And he immediately perked up because he is really naturally funny, yeah. but he never pursued that path. Like he was in Rudy and everything. Uh-huh. And so he's like, oh my God, I like, you know, I want to go. And I, this is Saturday night. Uh-huh. And I go, okay, well, I'm in the Sunday show tomorrow if you really want to go. And Whoa. then we're like leaving at two in the morning. He's like, well, where are we going now? And I'm like, I'm going home. Like I'm going home. It's yeah. 2 a.m. And he's like, well, um, I really want to go. And, uh, and I go, all right, well, just give me your number then. And I'll, like, because I'm like, this guy's not gonna, yeah. I think we exchange numbers, but I called that afternoon uh-huh. and I was like, Hey, it's, it's Heather. I think oh I got like God, a voicemail. I totally forgot you had to call people. Like, yeah, you could just call. shoot a text. Like, no, Hey, remember you want to no, call No, I called him and like oh. got a voicemail or I talked to him. I can't remember. And I said, 
Um, I think I got a voicemail. Let me go. It's Heather McDonald. I met you at the Sky Bar last night. If you'd like to come to the Groundlings, I'll put you plus one on the list. And that's it. I don't hear from him. And I'm like, whatever. It wasn't a sold out night. Yeah. And I was another one of those people that could like fill up the Groundlings when no one else had a friend. Yeah. So I was like, okay, fine. You know, let's just fill up the place. Who cares? Yeah. So I do my whole show and I'm in my head. I'm like, there's no way he's coming. Yeah. Okay. And I'm backstage and these main company members come to the green room. They're like, holy shit. The guy from Swingers is here. Like he came a little oh late God. and was sitting there. I go out. I have the worst improv game set, which is at the end of the show. All my funny sketches, I don't think he saw. Yeah. I have the worst improv that I've had. Like, Ugh, I'm not funny. So it's sad. not good. Okay. But I look cute. I always look cute. Yeah. <laughs> so afterwards, I'm like, oh, hey, hi. People just swarming, swarming, swarming. And he's being really complimentary to like each person. Like, that was a funny bit, dude, whatever. And he goes, let's go to the snake pit. This like... Mm-hmm shit bar after everybody just walks follows him like the pied piper to the snake pit and we all go and he buys drinks for everybody and then he has a friend from chicago that's like an architect from his childhood who's with us who was who was there the night before like the guys traveling and he's like let's go to another bar so then we literally get in a car straight out of swingers it's one of those old like no seatbelt thing and we're dry now it's just the 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 college friend or whatever he is, the the guy from Chicago who's cute and architect, Vince and me. And we go to some other club, like the three of clubs where you can smoke. Yeah. And you're smoking. Everyone's smoking back then. You could smoke at a club. My hair, I could never go the amount of days I could go now mm-hmm. because your hair would smell like smoke and you yeah. have to oh, wash it. I so hate that smell. Now no one smokes in the stray shampoo and yeah. I can go fucking four and a half days and you. save my... Look my hair my, is way oh. too greasy. Well, mine doesn't. I can go two days. Maybe, I like to shove maybe it. Maybe I like to shove it in people's faces. How long I can Good go? For with. You. I take a shower though. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So anyway, um, having so much fun, I mean, and we yeah. like make out that night, and he's like, well, "Do you, you know what do you?" And I go, "No, just take me back to my car." So he takes me back to my car because mm-hmm. he's got the friend. So and I live all the way in Brentwood. So yeah. I go home, and I'm like, "I'll, I'll never hear from him again." Whatever. So Monday night is Largo. Uh-huh. Do you remember? Yeah. Largo used to be the alternative comedy place. Well, it still has a comedy thing now. Okay, but it was... I mean, I've only lived here it was for right, 10 it was, years. It was, so. The Largo was right across from Cantor's Deli. Yeah. That's where this was. It. And this is where Patton Oswald and all these people went. Yeah. And even though I had a manager and even though I was like at the Growlings and like a regular... It, it's it's the same situation I am in now. Mm-hmm. I am not a comedy darling. Mm-hmm. The Judd Apatows of the world probably don't even know I exist. I am. Who do you I consider am, a comedy darling? Sarah Silverman, always a comedy darling. Yeah. Um, Eliza Schlesinger. No, I don't think she's a comedy darling because she's too successful and she does her own thing. Oh, okay. So I think it's like. You There's consider just her certain... more successful than Sarah Silverman? No, but I think she came up in a way that pissed off people because again, it was last comic standing. because she did last comic standing. Yeah, it's like they only like it if you were like hanging out in the gross clubs with them, and you yeah. were, you know. And Sarah is uh, always okay, Sarah's always, always been very nice. I'm not saying anything negative about Sarah Silverman because she's super yeah. nice and super nice to me, and she was working since yeah. she was 21. But there were just certain people that were just in that group, mm-hmm. and you know, hate establishment. Mm-hmm repulsed to that I was in a sorority like just not what it was about mm-hmm. there was no one like me that was doing stand-up I wasn't yeah I was you know it irritates me <laughs> a little bit like it was a little bit I could yeah. still do okay and then when someone would get to know me they're like okay she's cool but I just know they looked at me with like oh you know yeah 
like, you know, I still used hot rollers. Like I was just, you know, into that look. So yeah. anyway, um, I tried to get spots at the Largo because I loved it. I mm-hmm. loved the act. I loved the freedom that they did this, like not their act. And my manager time was like, no, because she has a regular act at the improv. Mm-hmm. So they wouldn't let, a, unless you're so established, oh. they didn't want you. So I go, okay, so there's this kid, a guy that had something to do with booking that had my number. And he goes, what are you doing tonight? And it was Monday night at Largo's. Okay, so Sunday night was the, the and I go, um, I don't know why. And he goes, oh, well, we're having, it's going to be really fun. And actually, there was this video going around, one of like the first kind of parodies. They did a parody between Swingers and Sling Blade. Uh-huh. So Sling Blade was this movie that this guy was kind of like, um, like special needs. Like he's like, I like to, okay. And it was, anyway, it was a very old movie, but anyway, they did a really fun, and it went around like people, these guys were like getting movie deals for doing this parody. And they're like, they're going to play that um, video before Mm -hmm. the show at Largo. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, like Vince Vaughn would like love to see this thing because, so I leave him a message again Mm -hmm. and I go, I don't know if you've seen it, but you know, that parody of, Swingers is hilarious, yeah. and they're playing it tonight at Largo. I'm just going to be there if you want. Come by and say hi, whatever. I'm sure you know the people would be thrilled to see you mm-hmm. if you happen to come or something like that. I'm like, but he'll never come to the point where I go, he's never going to come. So I don't even shave my legs, and I'm wearing a mini skirt. It's like a, not a horrible oh, length, but it's a short length yeah. of hair. And I'm like, but I kind of was just like, Heather, it's not going to happen. It's not going to show up again. Like, yeah. He's fucking Vince Vaughn. Mm-hmm. He's just like this dork, you know? So, sitting, the movie played. Mm-hmm. He wasn't there. People start doing their sets. He shows up with the architect friend. Oh, my God. H- how long is this in between? Like, this is the next day. So, I met him Saturday. Sunday was the Groundlings. Oh. Monday is the Largo night. Oh, okay. God. Okay. Now, I'm not friends with any of these high-flying people that would, like, bag on the WB, mm-hmm. and then I'd see them next week in a guest role. Like, yeah. uh, none of these people were my friends. Yeah. Literally, I'd go to the ship by myself and have no one to talk to. But except, yeah. like, one weird guy that wanted to fuck me that booked, a, like, an open mic. He yeah. Would, that was who called me. So, like... I know exactly what you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. We have the same life. Yeah. yeah. So, what he tells you about stuff like this. So yeah. You're like, oh, I wouldn't have known otherwise. Okay, yeah. so... um. So I'm like, oh my God, hi. I'm like hugging him. And people are just like, how does she know Vince Vaughn? Oh my God, he's yeah. like the coolest guy in Hollywood. Like how did, and, uh, and so we sit at a booth and he's like really charming and, and making everyone laugh. And he's like, oh, she's at the growling, he's buying her drinks. And a, all these people start coming up. All of them coming like, up. Interesting. You and I talked to me before, you scumbags. I'm friends with Margaret Cho now. We did a show mm-hmm. on TLC together. But I had never met her and didn't know her and was like in awe of her because she yeah. was, even though she were basically the same age, she she was ahead of me. Well, she started way. when she was like 15. Yes. Yeah. So she's like, comes over, she's like, hi, Heather, and like gives me a hug. And she's just like, you know, and I'm like, oh, my God. So then and there's this other comic guy that's there. And he's with the improv and he, I forgot his name and he never really made it, but he was telling me he had sponsors. Like he's like, yeah, I'm sponsored by this person and by this. I'm like, really? Comics have like clothing sponsors? It was so weird. So we go to the next part, which is like some dark horse place on Sunset. I don't know that's still there. Any crazy horse? I don't know. Not not the strip place. It's some other place. Dark. Horse and carriage. Horse something, and carriage. Something like that. I've never horse been, but I've heard and people carriage. talk about okay, it. Another yeah. dark bar. Now we're getting chummy. Now... Mm-hmm. Uh, we're starting to like kind of kiss at the bar and mm. I'm just like, oh my God, like he's so my type. Funny, Catholic, Chicago, tall, yeah, charming, so nice to everybody. I was like, oh my God. Somebody 
keep getting interrupted by, hi, I took an acting class with you, Vince. You probably don't remember from three years. Like, people oh, just keep like, interrupting, up. interrupting, yeah. interrupting. And the guy is like in our car with us that took us. So we have to do that obnoxious guy with the sponsor. We mm-hmm. have to go drive him back to his place, um, to his car where the Largo Why is. Why you just put him in a taxi? I don't know. Like it just wasn't happening and people were just driving drunk and with no seatbelts. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> I, so then at the end of the night, we get rid of that guy and I'm like, what is with that guy? He's like, I think it's like the guy that likes the girl who's like pulling your pigtails because he was like a dick to me, but he wouldn't leave. Whatever yeah. this guy's name was. We finally get rid of him because the guy was like more probably was getting in love with Vince Vaughn. And then he's like, well, you want to, um... <laughs> he's like, should we go back to your place? Whatever. And I was just like, I didn't, I didn't know what to say because it's like, I'm like, what do we do with the architect friend? Yeah. Does he sleep on my couch? Yeah. And then my place was so messy from my show. Yeah. Like there's wigs and like G-strings and just, it, I was a messy girl. It was a yeah. dirty apartment. There's like a Friends <laughs> episode about how like David Schwimmer went to this hot girl's house and mm-hmm. it was like so dirty. Like I just was like, I'm so not prepared for this. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well not tonight. Well that, fr- that Friday, it's Memorial Day weekend uh-huh. and he is the photographer in the Jurassic Park movie, Steven Spielberg. And wait, Vince Vaughn? Is? Yes. And I never heard from him again. Oh, like you're saying he booked that and then you never heard from him again? No, it was already booked. It was coming out that Friday. Uh huh. His, the biggest movie, like yeah. the, that weekend oh. blockbuster. Got it, got it, got it. It was like it. Jurassic Park 3 or and 2. And then his career whatever. just took off and it was like. Yeah, and I just never heard from him again. And yeah. I called him way too many times after that. Like how many? Probably four over the next month that's not that bad like it was like because it could have been a i would glitch. try to do one of those things and this is before i read the rules i would never do this today yeah i would never tell anyone to do this but i was really embarrassing like if i would have just left it at that mm-hmm. i feel like maybe you'd run into him at some point and i did there were times when i was do gigs and they'd be like oh vince said he knew you but he just had to leave like he was friends with a med uh-huh. and i knew a med and so he'd be like oh and You're there was like, like a weird connection where he like had this girlfriend who was like a med sister who like, it was just a weird, never ran into him since. That's so Never funny. ran into him since. And it's like, but I was just so, and no, I called him and I was like, hey, I jokingly said, hey, do you know where I can see your movie this week? And I don't think it's playing anywhere, like joking. Mm-hmm. Then I waited like a week and a half and was like, oh, my friends and I are going to be in your neighborhood this weekend. We're going, and we weren't, and never to hear yeah. from him. And then, like, I think tried one, and then there yeah. was, and then there was like a party that I didn't go to, like it was a a, a Fourth of July party, and I could and have then gone he ended to up being there. Yes, I could have gone to the Los Feliz party, oh my or God. I went to the Palisades party, and I decided to go to the Palisades party to find, like, try to find a rich husband yeah. that lived in the Palisades. I'm yeah. like, I don't want to be the gross comedy party, yeah, where like Anna Gostar and Will Ferrell are. That's <laughs> the party. <laughs> He could have been your soulmate. Is he married now? He's married with kids and lives in Manhattan Beach. Oh, whatever. Well, you're married too, so fine. <laughs> yeah, but I'm in the valley. We could be. A, you could have a friendship. Would have never worked out. But I would. I would. It would be so amazing to ever run into him. That's so. Do you think he? Do you think he'd remember you now? I. You know, what people always think that because you become more famous, like you don't remember people from your childhood. Yeah. Or from your past. Yeah. But I mean, that was a significant few days. I would yeah. think he would. Yes, know who I am. Yeah. I would think. Do I like, don't think just because. Why do you like tweet to him or something? Is he on Twitter? What? Why do you like tweet to him, or something? Is he on Twitter? Listen, if someone's listening and they know his people, <laughs> or they like. Or they're in Manhattan Beach and they like play with the kids or yeah. something. Like I'm not gonna try to bone them. I'm happily married. Yeah, totally. Like, but it would be very fun. Come on, guys, to go talk to him and collaborate on a comedy together. 
Listen, I'm going to Manhattan Beach for a funeral on Saturday, and the guy was in the entertainment industry. It's my friend's dad. Maybe we'll maybe wait. Vince uh, what, your there. friend's dad died. Yeah. Oh, That's I'm really sorry. Sad. Oh no, it's okay. It's sad. Yeah. 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 But um, yeah, maybe he'll be there. <laughs> I'll put in a good word for you. If you I see mean, my fr- my friend is a realtor in Manhattan Beach, and she knew the person that sold the house and stuff mm-hmm. and she was like oh no you know he's great super nice like yeah. everyone has like great things to say about yeah. him yeah like he's yeah like I oh th- my god if he if, if anyone comes out and says awful things about him not being a gentleman well, i will die but i don't think so because yeah. he wasn't he's, he's produced stuff but he's stuff. not in that he's really more like the actor so i don't think and you don't really hear anything about him yeah you know what i mean he so. had like such cute stories about like his older sisters and stuff oh it's just a delight he was a delight. I, I think he's very cute. I know. He, I know. When there was one scene in something where someone's like, "Swingers Vince Vaughn," or and then they said like, "Cause you know he's aged a little bit, mm-hmm. and but he's still cute to he me." He was just in the second season of True Detective, and he looked pretty good. Yeah, I think he's just still yeah. sexy as hell. Well, we have to wrap it up because I have to drive now to Century City for an audition that has oh good three words in it. At no. least you're getting an audition. What's yeah. it for? Um, some new TV show. It's a like a Wilfer Adam McKay thing. I have three lines. But what is it? It's called L.A. to Vegas or something. And what's your three lines? Um, I'm drunk. Or do you think you should practice? Yeah, there's three lines. Yeah. I'll do it on the way there. It's something about uh, uh my iPad's not working, but it's, I'm looking at a magazine on the airplane. I don't know. Comedy gold. All right. <laughs> I think you're going to nail it. Yeah. No, we'll see. Anyways, thank you okay, for doing Okay, well, everybody, this. I hope yeah. you subscribe to my show, too. It's called Juicy Scoop with Heather McDonald, and I have juicy stories, comedians, actors, reality stars, anything that's you juicy. You just got a pretty good juicy story from you on this one. Yeah. Have you ever told it on your podcast? No, but it's in my book. So yeah. I kind of was like, it's better that I tell it on someone else's than just regurgitating my own yeah, yeah. stuff. It's a good story. But yeah. Tell everyone they can find you on social media. It's at Heather McDonald on Instagram and Twitter. Please follow me on Instagram. I really feel like that's my favorite place. Yeah. But I also love Facebook, which is Heather McDonald Comedy. So, um, and I have a YouTube page. I'm really doing more videos. I just did an incredible impression of Peggy from The Real Housewives of OC. I didn't know it was so incredible really? until I got like 50,000 views in, in a few minutes, which for me, that's great. That is very good. Yeah. Like I don't have a million people. I have just under 100. So that's pretty good. Why don't you say your show dates too? Oh, my show dates. Yeah, everybody. I'll be at the American Comedy Club in San Diego. I'm doing a live Juicy Scoop with Chris Frangelo, who's a hilarious comedian, and Kelly Dodd. That is Thursday, November 16th. And then I'll be there 17th and 18th doing stand-up. And if you're in Tampa, I'll be at Side Splitters uh, November 30th through December 2nd. So those are the last of my... And then in Aspen. But-